You're listening to the Armchair Psychologists Podcast. How can I, male 33, comfort my wife, female 27, in her depression after she fell for a scam and spent $25,000? My wife of eight years fell victim to a scam in which she sent roughly $25,000 to a scammer who promised to transfer $10 million to her so that she could help people in Africa. So it was well-intended but did not seek my counsel initially. After she sent 6000 she then approached me and I pointed out the red flags in the story. She prayed about it and felt that God told her it was the right thing to do. This became a point of contention in our marriage for the past three months. She opened and maxed out two credit cards to keep it from me. She never lied to me about it when I asked, but certainly avoided telling me the whole truth, which is the same as lying, but okay. Me the <laughs> truth, fled into our normal lives as well. She used to call and text me about her days and things she has questions about. She's withdrawn with me except for the day-to-day items needed to keep the family running. I feel similar to having been cheated on just more of a financial affair. I obviously have trust issues when it comes to money with her. I have opened separate accounts and taken her name off my credit cards. There isn't anything left of our savings, including our emergency savings. I have cut my spending back tremendously. I used to eat out twice a week and bring food from home the other three days. I now only bring food from home. I haven't bought a new video game in the last three months. This has impacted my life and limited what I can do. I understand that she is who I married and I have no interest in divorce. I accept this hardship that she brought upon us. I just want to move beyond this and grow back together. This brings me to the point that I am writing for advice about. She told the scammer she isn't sending any more money. They are still in communication, but the scam is starting to fall apart. My wife is becoming more and more depressed as it does. She says this gave her a lot of purpose in her life. I want to comfort her and do whatever I can to bring her out of her depression. I know that time will be my best friend, but I know that I can do things to help. But I'm still angry at her for spending our entire savings and racking up credit card debt. How can I comfort her without condoning her action? Okay. All right. Jack, what do you think? Oh, my God. God told me I needed to help the Nigerian (laughs) prince with his money laundering scam. I mean, what? (sighs) I, I I can't. Uh, all right. I mean, there's certain things have to happen here. First, she needs to d- tell him everything. Like, otherwise, I think divorce could be on the table. She's not willing to sit down and say, this is everything. This is everything that I did. And ceasing communication with this scammer immediately must be part of this process as well. So you have to you have to admit what you did. You have to cut off all communication with this person and you cannot continue to double down on your mistake like she's doing, you know, trying to blame God, trying to blame, you know, keeping communication with this. Obviously, it's a scammer. I mean, it's a they're leeches. They, they'll they bleed you dry. So you what you have to do is change your number, cut them off completely. I mean, what he he's being so he's like uh, Mother Teresa. I mean, I would be so angry you know so irate but i could i could forgive it if there was actual if she actually felt compunction but it doesn't sound like she's she's still being like 
Oh, I'm in still in communication with this guy, and he says he's going to send me the 10 million next, you know, Tuesday. And it's like, you, if she's not going to wake up, it's like an alcoholic that won't, you know, admit that they have a problem. So, yeah, that's where I'm yeah. at. You know, Jack, you raised some really great points. Um, I saw a lot of people in the comments debating whether it's all as innocent as it seems or if there was an affair part to this mm. and that's why she's so depressed and withdrawn which ultimately i agree that that could be a possibility because i don't see why well first of all what's wrong with her <laughs> <laughs> i mean i get that you fell for the scam but then you see that it's a scam and you're saying this gave you purpose and uh it's just denial. I mean, it's just like I can't admit that I've been scammed. Like it's it's almost ego. It's just ego. It's like right. I'm gonna I'm gonna will this thing into existence with you know just brain power, just thinking that you know. I mean, it's 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 so hilarious because it's literally one of the oldest scams in the book. It's the Nigerian prince scam. I mean, it's the... Yeah, and she's only 27, which is my age, which is way too young to fall for that scam that you grew up hearing about. You gotta you be, What's the average it. age of the person that falls for it? 82 or something? Yeah, I mean, you gotta yeah. be like at least boomer age to fall for the scam. Right. Um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, most boomers are more tech savvy than that. I don't and, even think my parents are 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 pretty are, are you know are pretty much luddites you know but they're when it comes to to this I, they would never fall for this so I I really just it's 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 shocking I, she must have grown up in a uh, uh, some kind of like weird cult or something where they didn't have technology or access to the internet or something because I I cannot for the life of me figure out how she fell for this it's it's yeah the other thing that i don't understand is not only how did she fall for this but i don't think that she's working to he's talking about cutting back his expenses but i'm like is she is she working to pay back all the money because she should be right and she's still talking to the scammer i mean yeah this is unacceptable (laughs) That shows that you're not really sorry, in my you're not opinion. Not sorry, sorry, not sorry. You know, you're sorry I, you got caught or something. Like, I'm sorry that you're gonna be proven wrong when I get that 10 million next Tuesday. You know, yes, in the mail. But, like here, it's, it's coming. <laughs> I know. It's just yeah. like it's. It doesn't seem like she's really sorry. I'm gonna read some of these comments because I'm okay. just like this is so crazy. But yeah. Um. Here's one that's good. Surprise no one else has pointed this out. Maybe I think it's because it was kind of obvious, but it says, why on earth does your wife think it's okay to spend $25,000 without asking you in the first place? Forget the scam for a second. She made a life-changing financial decision behind your back. That is fucked up on so many levels, no matter what it is. If divorce isn't on the table, she absolutely needs counseling. This is a type of reckless behavior that leads to, I bought you a new car for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, surprise. The whole thing is on a loan in our names. Isn't that awesome? Only 900 a month for 72 months. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. I am shocked that you 
when your finances are tied to someone else, it just shows a complete lack of consideration on that person's part to spend a huge chunk of change willy nilly like that. I mean, yeah. In, in she's a super of- reckless human being. I mean, she's just being yeah. super reckless. And like anyone that's that reckless, if you're reckless in one area, you're probably going to be reckless in another. So the the affair aspect of it might not surprise me. I mean, she might be having unprotected sex with random strangers at truck stops for all I know. I mean, you, who, where does it where does this the where does it stop? You know, yeah, where like, does it is she smoking meth, you know, in uh, secretly while you're at work? I mean, what's the difference? It's it's so reckless and so out of control that I think it is a warning sign that like falling for it's almost like, um, you know, like like uh, people who want to be humiliated, like that's where they get their gratification from. Like uh-huh. this is almost like that. Like she almost wanted this to happen just to create some kind of maybe she's fe- fe- so dead inside that she's like. I guess any feeling, even the humiliation of falling for the Nigerian prince scam would be better than not feeling anything at all. So I I, I think I'm being harsh, but uh, I I I mean, I don't think you're being that harsh because honestly, sometimes I'm like, my life is a mess. But you know what? Then I realize I'm not twenty five thousand dollars in debt because of Nigerian (laughs) prince. And it's like, I know it. But but the logic that you're saying can apply to so many areas of life. Um, And this is not to victim blame women in terrible relationships or people in terrible relationships or anything. But I think a lot of times it's like the investment principle is so real when you're in in a crappy relationship. It's like, and he's this way too. Oh, I already committed to having his wife. I already like you know, said my vows, I invested all this time in this person and Mm -hmm. I invested so many emotions and stuff that you don't want to leave. And you're ultimately, it's like an ego thing to admit that you got fleeced by the person who wasn't who they said they were. Right. That's a really, really important point. I think you make the best point of the, uh, the whole thing is like, he's so he's neck deep in this relationship and totally invested in it. And then you, and then you see this huge liability in your partner, this, this huge red flag that you've been, you know, ignoring for five years or whatever. I mean, there, there, this doesn't happen out of the blue, right? You don't just have a normal person living your life, you know, la la la, and then suddenly fall for the Nigerian prince scam and lose $26,000. I mean, that doesn't happen to normal people. So obviously there's something was, was going on before. Um, and so, cause I just can't imagine this, this happened in a vacuum where they were, had just had a happy, happy life, normal marriage. And then suddenly, um, yeah, something's going on here. And, uh, I would say, this would uh, if I were him, I'd start digging around some other areas too to see, you know, just what else is she willing to lie about? And yeah. especially because it sounds like but when she sent when she already sent six thousand dollars, they talked about it and he said it was a scam. And then she continued to send basically, well, 19,000 more dollars to the scammer. So <sighs> at that point, it's like oh, she's kind of being willfully ignorant about the situation because she's getting something out of this. And some people 
it's it's like a, it's like being married to a degenerate gambler. You know, I mean, yeah. that's basically the same impulse, right? It's like I sent the six thousand. I lost six thousand on the blackjack table. I gotta, I gotta give me another ten thousand, and I'll win that six thousand back. Okay, now I'm down sixteen thousand. All right, give me another ten. I'm gonna win that sixteen thousand back instead of just walking away. It's the people with that instinct they have to be really careful because that translates to alcoholism, drug addiction. Um, personality. I mean, it's you a personality thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone said you would literally have to control every financial action in the household, including hers going forward. And that's a chore and a half. Never mind the fact you'd be called financially controlling because you had no other option than to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Basically true because she's, she, you can't trust her to make any financial decisions. She would blow this much money for nothing, for nothing. Yes. You, you're going to be uh, you're going to have a, a living room full of Amway products because uh, some, you know, someone stopped by, you know, uh, whatever, what do you call it? Uh, multi-level sure, marketing sure. or MLM. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what's next? You know, it, it'll, it just never ends with this stuff. So you've got to she needs to go to like therapy, I think. It's just an absolute necessity. There's something wrong. Because there's so. something wrong. And another person said, this is the the point I was talking about earlier. When I read this post, it sounded to me more like it was a romantic thing rather than just sending money to help people in Africa. Can you be sure she also didn't lie about that? Or have you seen proof that's how she got scammed? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if these scammers are not carrying on emotional affairs with lonely people. I mean, that. That wouldn't surprise me that there was some of that going on. There might have been some of that going on, that she was getting something, um, you know, an emotional um, fulfillment where maybe there it was lacking in the relationship. So, I mean, I would say couples therapy is 100 percent on the agenda. Like if, if you spend any money on anything, spend it on couples therapy because they yeah. you got it you got to hash this out because there's some you know if they want to save this marriage you you can't yeah I, that it makes sense to me maybe an emotional affair like this, these scammers are such sweet talkers they probably they probably got her they probably hooked her in that way too you know some emotional fulfillment yeah yeah people are saying your wife did this to feel useful she is bored she should get a job and earn the money back i honestly agree with that yeah that's simple she and true. A job. I, mean, I think there's a few things that need to happen if this relationship is going to continue one is she needs to cut all contact with a scammer and then full transparency needs to happen about the whole conversation she had with the scammer everything she did behind his back um, and everything moving forward, like he needs to have access to all her financial accounts. She sh- he did remove her from his credit cards and her and his bank accounts, which is correct. Yeah. I think keep that. And she needs to be fully transparent about every financial decision moving forward, um, even groceries and stuff like that, because you just never don't know where she's spending her money because right. she's willing to lie. Um, two, she needs individual therapy because someone who'd be willing to lie to such an intense degree is is reckless and has an issue right uh, and is delusional she honestly fall, falls under someone who could be recruited for a cult which shows she has like she has severe deep-rooted issues um and and she needs help you know right 
Yeah, um, and, and that, I would say number three, she needs to admit that she did wrong. Like that's, you know, yeah, yeah I got scammed. And, admit that yeah. you got scammed and then you can move forward because I don't think they can move forward until she admits and accepts the one. fact that they ripped her off. They're not your friend. They're evil people. They're doing pieces of shit. Yeah. So. And yeah, she needs to admit where she went wrong and um, she needs to also pay up for her actions. I think she needs to get a job if she doesn't already have one and all her money needs to go towards paying everything back. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess the question was, he was asking him, am, am I the asshole for for being angry with my wife? No, no, no. It's not my asshole. He's asking how can he comfort her? And I think that ultimately it's not his responsibility to comfort her because she's depressed because the scammer won't talk to her anymore. It's it's his job as as her spouse to sometimes people just need a dose of reality. And I think he's got to serve that up. It's not you can't coddle people forever or always when they do something really messed up. It's not your job to say, oh, well, he's an alcoholic because his father was abusive. I mean, yeah, that's really sad, but he needs to get his shit together and put the steps forward to fixing his life. She now. needs like an intervention, essentially. She needs a, she needs a people to say like you you need to do ABC or this is going to happen. You know, I'm yeah. leaving you. I'm filing divorce for divorce if you'd refuse to get help that you need. And so that's uh, that's totally fair. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, there. I think we do. We solve that one. <laughs> we yes, we, we solved that. <laughs> we fixed it. <laughs> all we fixed it. Now. Yeah. You can always trust the uh, armchair psychologist to help, you know. This is the instinct to destroy. All right, Social. Am I the asshole for, for telling my sister about our father's funeral? I am a 21-year-old female, and I am the youngest of six siblings. 38 male, 34 male, 32 female. Uh, 30 male and 27 female. We just lost our father after a long battle with a a severe, several chronic illnesses, and we're all going through a rough patch. I was very close to Iris when I was a kid. Uh, So Iris is the sister. Our family is religious. When Iris was outed as gay at the age of 17, my parents and the entire family disowned her and kicked her out. They even sat Shiva for her. We were all forbidden from having any kind of contact with her. I tried many times to be the catalyst for a reunion, but my parents disagreed with me. Iris also didn't try to contact us. When father was ill, I asked mom for permission to tell Iris because she also deserved to know. She didn't let me know. Now that her father has passed, I could no longer hold it in me. I found Iris's workplace, called her office, and told her the news. She was clearly very sad, but thanked me for letting her know and said she'd be coming for closure. She is married to a woman and has a son and a daughter, but said she'll come alone for the funeral. Iris showed up alone for the funeral. Her wife waited at, at for her at their car and didn't even get out. My family was furious, both with me and with Iris. They all say it was wrong for me to tell Iris because dad wouldn't have wanted her there. I feel like such an asshole for causing all this drama. I needed an impartial opinion. Am I the asshole? Yikes. She should. Uh, I think she needs to cut out her family first and foremost. I know. 
I almost never agree with saying, you know, fuck your family and uh, except for Iris. Um, it's not that I don't agree with it. I think that it can be a really healthy thing. I just know that it's not that simple a mm-hmm. lot of the time. So, so, you know, sometimes I can't side with someone who just says it like it's that easy. You know, I know that it's hard, but in this is a case where, yes, you, I know people come from different backgrounds, different belief systems, but the fact that you'd be willing to throw out your own child over something like this just shows that you have no loyalty and no respect for anyone and you're selfish. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I'll go even further. I'll say this is the, the, this is what toxic religion looks like, you know, I mean, the, this hard bigotry of, religious ideology and um i think a, a really toxic interpretation of religious texts you know whether it's uh judaism or christianity or islam is uh islam whatever it is um when it comes to disowning your own family members um i just i i don't see how that is compatible with any sort of religious I- teachings or ideology that I, that I'm familiar with. Like right. that's your, those are, that's your kin. I mean, you, you sat Shiva, like you, you said, you basically treated her like she's dead. We, we you killed her off. And then seventeen your old daughter, you just threw her out on the street and acted like she was dead to you. Right. Which is crazy to me. To appease some sort of sky God, with a giant beard that's going to judge you. I mean, um oh, definitely going to be frowning on you for doing this to your daughter. If he's real. <laughs> right. if, if, exactly. If right. God yeah. is real. There's no circumstance in which he was, in which he condones you throwing out your 17 year old daughter <laughs> on the street and acting like she's dead to you and the entire family. Right. You're not, you're not getting a hero's welcome at the early gates for, uh, you know, hell, buddy. you're going to go straight to hell. If hell is real, that's where you're headed. I mean, um, the funny thing is I think people create their own hell and it sounds like this guy was really just, you know, um, l- creating a living hell for, for you know, just, just from this little piece, this little, little snapshot from their family. It just sounds so I, I don't know. It's it's the, any any fundamentalism like that ideology fundamentalism to me is just really toxic, and um, the fact that you even I, I mean I, I I guess even I even would say you're an asshole if if you say you know like hate the sinner, sorry hate the sin love the sinner, like that's an asshole thing to say. Like, I hate, I think the gay part of you is evil, but I love you anyway, my daughter. You're still an asshole if you do that. But this guy was like, I hate the sinner and hate the sin altogether, just hate everywhere. Yeah. Um, That's what really pisses me off. Spreading hate. It's like, come on. I mean, not that it is, but like, that's the sarcasm is like, that's what his religion is about. Like, well, that, that's his. That's the way. He, that's the message that he's sending to people. It's like I'm. I, this is not about love. This is not about you know. This is not exactly. about love. This is about hate. And so, and and I think that is is completely incompatible with any sort of real, um, transformative religion, religious experience, like a- anything that 
that um, are transformational or what or uh, whatever. Um, I, I just I can't see how it 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 it's compatible. Um, but so anyway, I I think what this what Iris wanted was some closure, and uh, and I I'm like I'm glad she came for that. Like she's she seems like the only healthy one in the whole family. I know, yeah. <laughs> like everything she did is like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna march in here and make a scene. I'm not gonna bring my wife and my my grandkids that you won't talk to um, because uh, you know because that you hate because we're gay. I'm just gonna come in and because he's he was he's my father, and I deserve the closure of attending his funeral. And anyway, funerals are not really about the person that died necessarily. It's more they're for they're not for that person because you don't need it. You're dead. You're done. Like it's for a funeral is for the people that are still alive, the the family members. It's it's a way to get closure. So I. I, I 100% you're not the asshole. You're just holding on to your shred of humanity that you have left growing up in this toxic family. And I would say whatever that little shred of, of decency and humanity that you have embrace that and, and grow it. And if it means cutting off, like you said, the rest of the family, then so be it because this, this is a hateful religious religion that they're the ideology that they're following it's it's really know, toxic. Yeah. yeah um yeah so i think ultimately no she's not the asshole um no no obviously forget, not forget the family like their opinion doesn't matter it doesn't count yeah they're a bunch of assholes and they're trying to make you feel bad for no reason and who knows hopefully your father regretted what he did on his deathbed yeah um and if he didn't he died being a piece of shit all the way through and through and right. i believe i firmly believe people use religion as an excuse to spread whatever kind of person they are and if you're a kind and happy person and religion makes you happy you're gonna use that to spread goodness and positivity in the world whether you do it through a religious means or not and if you're a bitter horrible hateful evil patriarchal piece of shit you're going to use your religion as an excuse for that as well a hundred percent i don't know i can't remember who said this but religion is a good thing for good people and a bad thing for bad people yes you got it hit the nail on the head yeah all right nta yeah not the asshole definitely Fiance, 30 male, suggesting prenup to withhold alimony from me, 28 female, if we get divorced down the line. Our wedding is in five weeks. I don't know what to do. I've been his support system through his entire four years of residency. Not financially, we both took care of ourselves financially as he had an LOC and we both have salaried jobs. We've lived off of a tight budget, and he took me on very few dates due to the debt he's in. I've done all the cooking, cleaning, taking care of him and our dog while working full-time since we moved in 1.5 years ago, but did a significant amount for the two years prior to moving in. Not that I'm keeping count, it's just a reality that our relationship has been 80% effort from me and 20% effort from him, never a good thing, for four years, and I knew that would be the case going in given his work schedule right now. 
We agreed to not get a prenup three years ago since he has no substantial assets. We agreed that once I get pregnant in two or three years, I would likely quit my job and become a stay-at-home mom. His parents, who have been actively destroying our relationship since we moved in together, we've gone to therapy for this, told my fiancé six weeks before the wedding that they are withholding their wedding contribution, half of our budget, unless he gets a prenup against me so I don't get alimony if we divorce down the line. Given the vulnerable position I'd be put in as a stay-at-home mom without a career anymore, I feel really betrayed and hurt by the idea of this. There are reasonable laws in place for alimony without a prenup given several circumstances, so to think of the possibility that he could leave me high and dry with a newborn baby, no job, debt still to our name, and zero alimony to help me get back on my feet in three years from now, I feel like he isn't looking to protect me at all. It seems like a very selfish move. We never had financial insecurities and always made it work for four years. Never spoke of divorce or prenups. Now I hear it every day from him because he's being a realist. I get it, but the circumstances of this prenup seem very alarming to me. What are your thoughts on this? Um, if only there were something I could do. Oh, wait a second. I could not marry him. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> if only I... there were a solution to this problem. My God. What can I do? I don't I know. Would not get married because she's saying okay his parents are ruining the relationship no he's allowing his parents to ruin the relationship because he's not setting boundaries with them and he's prioritizing his own comfort because he's spineless and backless i've seen so many men do this um instead of prioritizing how she feels in the relationship and her emotional safety and her security in the relationship because he's letting his parents trample his relationship and disrespect her so it's not about the parents. I'm sure they could be horrible people. I'm sure they are. Suggest right. They sound like shitty. Yeah. Yeah. But he's ultimately allowing this. Yeah. No, I thing- mean, this is red flag city. Like everywhere you turn, there's another one. And it's like, you're not pregnant yet. You're not married yet. You you don't, you're not like you, you have, a, all you have to do is open the door. Just you're walk 28. out the door. 28. 28. <laughs> Good out of there, girl. Sorry, it's just like, oh my god. Some people, you just want to shake them, you know. Just like, why are you, why are you trying to fit a a square peg through a round hole here? Like, you're just forcing it, and it doesn't even need to. It there's, I mean, it's all the cliches are are appropriate here. You know, there there are plenty of fish in the sea. Um, you know, you can go out and and uh, you know um, get get your groove back, Stella. Whatever you know, like there's there's so many things that you could just. It's all cliche, but it's true. It all fits. It's all appropriate here. I don't know. I honestly, the first red flag for me and that I already felt like she should leave was when she said she puts in 80% of the effort and he only puts in 20%. Yeah. Before they're even married. And it's like, why would you be with someone? You deserve someone who gives you 100% of their effort. And also that's going to drop to zero to 100 as soon as they get married. Because, you yeah. know, this, this guy is just putting in the bare minimum to keep her satisfied, you know, keep her around. Um, horrible piece of shit this man is. I know. Um, it's, 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 she's she. It's true. Those. Al, what do you think about? What do you think about prenups, though? What's your opinion? 
I think uh, I when I was younger, I definitely used to think prenups. It's like going in thinking you're gonna get divorced. So yeah. I wasn't. So I wasn't a huge fan of it. Now, uh, I think it it can be okay in certain circumstances. Like you want to protect your assets or things. Because divorces get nasty, you never you never know what could happen. But yeah, I know it just seems like a bad omen, though. To me, it's like yeah. you're it's protecting it's protecting your assets from the one person in the world that you are the closest to, supposed to be supposed to trust to not <laughs> right, exactly. And <sighs> the thing is, if you're planning on having a family with someone, especially right. How could you yeah. be more concerned about protecting your assets than anything protecting else? Your marriage. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm I'm against them at, frankly. I if you if you if you if you feel like you need one, then you probably shouldn't be marrying that person. It's like yeah. um but I, I know that there are I know things go sideways and they get ugly, but I'd still just at the end of the day, it's kind of like capital punishment. I've I've just I go back and forth, right? I'd be like, you know, I'm I'm against capital punishment. It's wrong to to kill someone. And then I'll I'll listen to a true crime podcast where it's just a despicable human being. I'm like, yes, I'm I'm pro death penalty. And <laughs> yeah. you know, like, um, but then I'll you know the prenup is like I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, it's logical. Like like yes. But then and then then I think about it in in terms of like relationships, and it's like there, it's starting. You're starting off with like distrust. It's like, ah, uh, if this all falls apart, at least I'll be protected. And uh, I, I don't like it. I've also only ever seen it in my personal life. Like my parents definitely didn't get married with a prenup, but I've seen family friends who like are in the situation mm -hmm. where I've seen it like to financially control the wife most commonly. Yeah. Never really as like an act to protect both people's assets on equal ground, but like to find being able to financially control the wife who is either taking on a, a traditional homemaker position, like in her case, or otherwise works to support herself. But you you get to stop her from leaving by saying, well, the house is going to be mine. But I'm not going to give you any money for the kids like that's what he's going to use this as. Right. And that's why I think the parents are so shitty is because they're looking at it like, oh, you're just a leech. You just you just, uh, you know, my my amazing son is just settling for your, you know, sorry ass or, you know, you freeloader. All you do is stay home and take care of the kid. And I mean, think about this. She's literally giving up her career to raise a child. And if they get divorced, she's she's screwed. Like she really yeah. is screwed. That's why these laws are in place. But if, but from the that boomer, you know, generation perspective, it's like, oh no, that was your choice. You chose to stay home. So now you have to live with you the consequences of your let the free market, you know, blah blah blah. And it's just I don't I I really it's such a there's they're so myopic. Like they can't see the the big picture. And um, I really think they're. They're just shitty people. I know. And I think he's honestly using his parents as a reason to get this alimony. Um, but it just screams like spineless person using someone else as an excuse. Because if he really if he really didn't agree with throwing that out there, like it's like, oh, his parents are threatening to withhold half of the wedding budget. I mean, if my, if 
I were him and my parents said that, I would say, fuck off. I'm just going to go to the courthouse then. Don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And some we're, we're going to do it on our terms. And, uh, you know, that he, he without a grand gesture, I would say she. this guy's he's holding on by a thread. Like she should she should walk out like, say, grand gestures are usually just there to, like, cover up. Bullshit, like shittiness. <laughs> well, what I mean by grand <laughs> gestures, I mean, he's got to stand up to his parents and yes. say, you know, like, like, I'm I'm uh, I'm not going to tolerate this. You can keep your your money. I don't care about your stupid money. And yeah, we're we're not doing a prenup. Um, if we get divorced, you know, well, so be it. But um, I, I don't know if this guy's got the uh, yeah, the uh, test, uh, intestinal it. fortitude to uh, to to do this, you know. So I feel I feel he almost doesn't care, and he he he's doing it on purpose and he's like manipulating her and acting like it's all his, his family. But I think that he's a piece of shit and it's not a family because this shouldn't have even, she shouldn't have even heard about this. It should have been, he needed to man up and be like, that's a ridiculous thing. I'm going to marry this woman. We're going to have a family. There's no way I'm going to let you talk me into, into creating a prenup that would screw her out of alimony in the case that we have children together. Right. I mean, this is bullshit. She's so, walking the plank right now. And I would say you're you're only a couple steps in. You can still turn around. You can on you can undo this. But you okay. you you're if you go through with this wedding and, and have a kid with, with this guy, you you were you were warned. Like any yeah. complaining that you do, go back to this. You know, you, you, you knew what you were getting into. So you walked right into this wall. So there's an update here that says he became open to not screwing me with alimony clauses and is willing to have us both go to lawyers for a fair prenup and he will pay legal fees. However, the entire thing still leaves me with a pit in my stomach as it should. The in-law problems were our only truly big issues in the last four years, but the toll it had on our relationship was significant. To see them, him, allow it to get to where it's gotten today breaks my heart. I feel like this and the lead up to this could have had such a different outcome had my fiancé stood his ground for us and made me his clear number one priority all along, not feed into the destructive ideas. Note, it's a long history with the in-laws, but when I've confronted them in the recent weeks to ask why they dislike me, what I can do to apologize, how can I make things better, they have nothing other than using therapist-approved boundaries I've created against me, us. Like not wanting my mother-in-law to me over because she told me and my fiance to get the fuck out of her house when he defended me for wanting silk flowers as my bouquet. She half apologized for this three weeks ago, but then the drama with her only spiraled. So I don't know how my fiance expects me to welcome her, his dad, his bully sister into her home in the midst of all of them destroying our future. Yep, one of his sisters is part of the in-law issues. My fiance did defend me during a 1.5 confrontational issue discussion. But then wedding invites went out shortly after. The family caused an uproar. We were faced with a prenup ultimatum. He said we don't need their money. Then two days later, he was in favor of getting a prenup so I couldn't rinse him of his money down the road. I can't believe he would say that. Mm. And we were always relatively on the same page with finances for four years. My fiance seems to continue wanting me to forgive his family and move on neutrally with them while he maintains his normal lower contact relationship with them. And I just would have come around to family functions often. 
I've forgiven them either with an I'm sorry, but or no apology at all several times. And they only seem to get worse toward me in our relationship. But my fiance wants to stay relatively in denial to this reality. His mom is terminally ill. So I understand why it is a challenging position for him to be in. But by him not standing by me and defending me, not allowing his parents and sister to negatively impact our relationship, wanting to continue casually spending time with them in the midst of the lead up to what's supposed to be our wedding, it only creates rising feelings of betrayal and resentment. Another note, our therapist mentioned my fiancé seemed to come from an enmeshed family dynamic. I'm sure many of you probably guessed that, though. One more note, my fiancé saw this post told me I'm withholding a fact that needs to be shared. He wants me to mention that he would split everything accumulated between the two of us while married 50-50. I figured that was a given in any marriage with or without a prenup. And given the fact that he has two fellowships after this year, then needs another two years to pay off his debts, there won't be any actual accumulation for another five years anyway. This leads me to feel like his family will continue harassing me full force for the next five years to continue trying to bully me out. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly, yeah. you know, I'll split everything 50-50. Pinky swear. Pinky swear. Yeah, we, that, yeah. That, that holds up in court, right? Yeah. Um, what an asshole. I just can't yeah. believe she's falling for this. She's only 28. And and then she's like, we, di- we didn't have any... We never had any major issues except for his family treating me like shit, stepping all over my hopes and dreams, insulting me, telling me to get the fuck out of their house, harassing me constantly, bullying me as a person. But we didn't have any major issues. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was everything was uh, rosy except for that. She said, I have I I had sitting there in that office. You have that little voice in your head, that pit in your stomach is the little voice in your head. And what that is, is your, that is your, that is your instinct. That is that instinct that's telling you that you need to pull the ripcord, get out of this thing because you're, it's, it's not going to be good. And I'll tell you what, I got married. I never, we, we definitely, you know, there's, there's like, uh, you go through, kind of the struggles of learning to live together, right? When you're, when you get married and be, you know, being a husband, going from single to, to being married is, is challenging. And you, and there's, you know, you, you have your, your issues and stuff, but I never, ever had a pit in my stomach before getting, I was just excited to get married. I, I wanted to get married. So I didn't right. have a, there, you know, and, and if I had a pit in my stomach, um, that, you that, I don't know how you could go forward with that. I, I, I think you, it's, it's a, you're, you should be feeling elated, you know, at the, at the prospect of, of a wedding and getting married and, and getting to, 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 you know, I mean, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this, it's not supposed to feel like this, you know, and, uh, this is just, this is just, you're, 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 it's so easy to reverse this, you know, I just want to tell them like, you can, you know, tell her. All you got to do is just walk away. I know. And I just, I know that there's definitely, he, she's saying they agreed with, on finances four years before this. Yeah, because he, now that you're about to get married, his true colors are showing. Because yeah. he's got you cornered. He feels like he's got you cornered. And in those four years beforehand, he was just lying. It sounds like he has a kind of a typical codependent as the therapist said he grew up in an enmeshed family structure which means he's gonna say yes or agree to things when he doesn't truly feel that way just to keep you happy right 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 even right. if he's gonna betray you and stab you in the back and do what he wants to do anyway he's lying to your face because he doesn't want the conflict it's really to keep himself happy because he doesn't want conflict and he wants to be able to keep you around so to me 
I don't believe anything that he said in those four years prior. It's what's happening right now that he feels like he has you in his court and he has you whatever changed he's down. He's kind of basically. pulling the strings, right? He's got her. Yeah, he's he's and and really the the, the puppet master is the family. The family's calling the shots here, and he's just going along to get along with them. And uh, he's he was the one who said um, that he doesn't want her to rinse him of his money. (laughs) So I was like, he's an asshole, too. He's just bullshitting and pretending like it's all his family. But he has some serious issues. She needs to break. I think she needs to dump him. I'm not usually a fan of that, but I think it's just going to get worse from here on out. They haven't even had a kid yet. They're not married yet. But he's already two colors. He's giving her a chance to back out. And if she backs out now and waits a year down the line, two years down the line, three years down the line, five years down the line, she's going to notice not only how much better off she is, but she's also going to notice all the fuck shit that he did up until that point. Yes. She's going to start to notice about right. all the stuff that happened in the relationship before this point because she's blind to it right now. But she's definitely going to wake up because the shit hit the fan right now. She has a chance to wake up if she walks away, I think. I that is that's the that's the the point that that is that's the best point I I think you made the the you've you've hit it right on the head like she it's another cliche forest through the trees right it's like you're you're in this toxic uh brew whatever the stew and uh you you know what you need is is some distance and then you you realize oh sh- I'm shit I'm I'm a victim you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm being, this is abusive in, in a way, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not maybe um, a legally abusive situation, but you, she's definitely a punching bag here for his family and, and sometimes for him and, and no one should be treated this way. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't be left feeling you should be, he, I mean, I, I, it, it's, it's all, you know, sounds Dr. Phil or whatever, but I mean, he, he should be making you feel comforted and stable and and protected and she feels none of those things she feels out in the wilderness she feels alone she's uncomfortable she's feels unprotected vulnerable all of these things that you're describing are the opposite of what you should be feeling when you're about to get married so i i would just make a checklist realize get some distance and i guarantee you like you said two three years from now she's gonna be like Wow, I can't believe I tolerated that and that yeah. and that and that. And I dodged a huge bullet. Yes. There's still yeah. time, sister. There's time. I Turn know. around. Yeah. yeah. I think I guess my last point is that I I think you say this often Jack, a lot of times people get into their late 20s maybe and or early 30s and feel like, "Oh, it's over. I'm getting too old. I need to just settle down and take what I can get." And no, these people are still so young and right. we just don't know it because we're like oh, in the middle of it, we're thinking I'm 46. Ah. Trust me, you are a baby <laughs> when you're 28. Uh this is we're not living in the Laura Ingalls Wilder little house in the prairie days anymore. People live <laughs> past 50, trust me. I I I know some. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's so it it is funny how you think that you're old when you're young, and then when you're old like me, you're like, well, I feel young, you know. But uh, still young, I'm still young. <laughs> I'm still young. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's it's it really is. Uh, like you said, I I just hope that someone in her life is a is there to like shake some sense into her, and just say, 
you know, you got to walk away from this. This is toxic. This is absolute. You should not be feeling this way when you're about to get married. And and that and and this is like the first day. What's yeah. what happens a year into this thing? Like, my God, you're going to yeah. be miserable. Absolutely yep. miserable. So, yeah. Well, yes. listeners out there. Uh, so it, I guess we had to ask the question. The question was, is he the asshole? Um, um I think it, it, yes, he is the asshole for sure. If yeah. he's not the asshole, his family and him are huge assholes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you are, you're, uh, this guy is the asshole. She is not the asshole. And, uh, yeah, listeners out there, let us know what you think about, uh, the, any, any of these three segments. And you can send us an email at, armchair psychologist podcast at gmail.com yes i know the at the beginning i said it wrong last week armchair psychologist podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think send us your comments we'll read them on our next episode and with that said we'll see you next time thanks everybody bye-bye the species called man does have any relationship with god because he alone is able to undo God's work. I don't say he does it maliciously or on purpose. Just that is, other creatures were endowed with the instinct to survive. We seem to have been endowed with the instinct to destroy. I think I could turn without him. They do not lie to me. They are. They do not make any sense cussing their duty to God. Not one of them one yields to another, or to his own kind. Not one of them once respect.